The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome everybody to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. We're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. You can see all the great things we're doing in the community. Check out our services, hear amazing stories, and much more. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a nice beautiful gorgeous five-star rating helps us out a ton costs us nothing also like us on facebook and instagram by searching sound of heaven live call a number 631-451-1039 we want to hear from you so make sure you jump aboard the hotline always joined by my co-host jason koch d'ambrosio how are you doing today brother i'm doing great doing great how was your uh holiday weekend it was uh it was it was good it was it was wet it was cloudy just like most most people here people but, listen to like it's wednesday already man but th- listen this this well, is the first time we're, we're on yeah but we were off week. monday everybody was off monday so it's really the second day of the week you know is what it is i got a lot done while it was raining i got you be did what'd you do yeah i did a lot of work inside the house inside the house inside the, well what was i gonna do outside the house well, act like a man and get some work done yeah i could have showered outside the house that would also be a benefit too every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> so uh, listen i'm excited about today's show no you're not no nope uh, I, you, i'm not convincing no, enough for you no you're, you're gonna be convicted off of this show convicted off of it well that's possible too you're gonna be extremely convicted Listen, something exciting happened on Monday, didn't it? Monday, Monday, Memorial Day. You've got so many Monday. things that you're working on that you don't even Monday, realize how Memorial big. Memorial Day. Memori- well, well, we also launched, was it Monday that Monday. we launched the new Sound of Heaven app? Yes. Mobile application? Yes. I also launched my three-year-old into a into the trampoline in the into in, the trampoline. Yeah, on Monday rain. it did get really nice on Monday. So it was there was a lot of launching going on just in general. Okay, all right, all right. You need a new trampoline. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so yeah, new Sound of Heaven app out right now. You can go what on the Android Store, Apple Store. Download the Sound of Heaven app. It is new. It is improved. If you need a Bible, I mean, listen, we've been doing these Bible studies these last couple of weeks and getting some really good feedback. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I want to add this to the app part of it. You could join Foundations, one-on-one uh, Bible training courses, free of charge. Free no, of charge? Free of char- charge. No cost at all. You can watch our services live right through the app. You can watch all of our services on demand right on the app. You can listen to this amazing podcast 
on the app. All of our retro stuff on the app. I mean, everything's there. That's it. That's it. There's even some evangelism tips on there. If you ever get stumped by people asking tough questions about God, you don't know how to answer them, go right to the app. Go right to the app. And we're going to be building up that database. And you know what? A lot of those questions may not be if somebody asks them to you. You may have these questions. Yep. I know I've had Many a question. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's always good to have these reference points to make you think, man. We got You got to think, as, especially as a Christian, you need to think. Okay? Yeah, and we have, you have to know why you believe what you believe. Because yes. we say it all the time. A, face that, a faith that can't be... <laughs> a face. A face uh, that can't be trusted. Yeah. Is a, <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got one of those. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, a faith that can't be trusted. Is a, wait, no, wait, uh, now I messed it up, right? right? So let, me, let me quote Jason for you. A faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Right, and I say that more than probably anybody else, but I really screwed it up. This yeah, time. you did. Focus did. on me here a little bit. I'm all right? trying, I'm trying. All right, let's get to James 3. We've been reading through the book of James, and this, why, this is the reason why I think it's going to convict you here, right? Because this <laughs> one's all about controlling the tongue, the mouth, the things that come out of your mouth. Things that come out of my mouth? Yes. Even though you're used to things going in your mouth, <laughs> I'm talking about things that come out of your Touché. mouth. Touche. Okay. Uh, not like that bologna and cheese sandwich that was just devoured today. Uh, every time I, I just did have you, I, a bologna and cheese sandwich. And, and I'm going right home ready to, to, to leave work yesterday. I go in there. He's in his car shoving his face. I come back to the church. I got there shoving his face. He even comes up with different names in between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like he makes stuff up. Not just beyond brunch. There's more in there. Yeah. The, I have liner. <laughs> liner, Dunch and liner. <laughs> I have knack, my night snack. Okay. That's okay. not true. None of this is really true. Yes, it is. I'm actually on a really good... I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm not I'm not eating as bad as you I are doing well, and I'm proud of you because you you're you're you got a lot of self control going on right now, and I That's and it. I I'm, appreciate that. And I believe you're seeing some of the fruit from that. as Trimming well, too. up a little bit, and I'm eating a lot of fruit as it is. That's good. That's good. Fruit of your body. All right, let's get to James three. Controlling the tongue here and the things that come out of your mouth. All right, uh, the words that we say are so vitally important because they stem from the things that we that we think. Right. And uh, and all this stuff is connected. And when you start decreeing and declaring, as we like to call it in, in Christianity, um, and making statements and, and there, it's like, you know, I never listened to a, a success talk where it's like, yeah, all I did was talk negative and bad about myself, and boom, all the success started to come. Right. Right. Well, we're, we kind of have two extremes going on right now, right? We grew up with sticks and stones may break my bones, but but names will never hurt me, all yeah. right? That's not really true. Words yeah. are powerful. Yeah. But now also we have, you know, words are actual violence. So, we yeah. have, you know, so somewhere in between, uh, it's it, words are important. And last week we were going through James 2, where he's saying your faith without your works, without your actions is dead. Yep. But James is saying, hold on a second. You got to control your mouth, too. Your yep. mouth. Got to control the mouth. Got to control the mouth. And the things that come out of your mouth, it's really amazing. If you really did like an inventory on the things that you say and the things that you think about yourself and about your life and about your future, you would be stunned and shocked how negative you are in regards to there. And, and forget the cursing, because I know people when it says, you know, the, the scripture which says blessings and cursing shouldn't come out of, that, out of the same mouth. Right. It's not talking about, you know, the F-bomb. It's not profanity. No, it's not. Not at all. It's actually talking about what we're talking about right now, where we're, you're, you're speaking things that go against the will, promise, and, and, and word of God. You would think, oh, we cursed me. That's why all these bad things are happening. And, and listen, a lot of people don't realize this is a biblical principle, right? Mm. But every you know, positive uh, speaker, every almost everybody who's successful will tell you the same thing. What you say over your life, the things that you declare and decree 
story and speak every single day, they have an impact on your life. Yep. And we've been joking about this the last couple of weeks. You're like, John, are you trying to brainwash me? Yes, I yep. am. Yes, I am. It, here's why. Because you brainwashed yourself with nothing but lies. Right. All the things you can't do, why you're not good enough. You believe every lie from the devil uh, uh, that's out there. And yet you got to reprogram your mind with truth. Right. And we say lie from the devil, but a lot of times it's from our own heart to our own mouth, right? Scripture tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, I'm going to read this one, Luke 6.45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks that which fills his heart. Heart. Now, if you say if you have a, if you have a negative language, doesn't mean you're. An, I wouldn't say you're an evil person by our standards. Yeah, no, right? no, no. That's no. not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is th- there are things that going on inside of you that you can't contain. Eventually, what is in your heart comes out of your mouth. I, I know this. I know that when I have to start, when my I feel like my life is unraveling a little bit. I leg- this is legitimately a true story. I start look to evaluate the words that I say. Right, and I see myself slipping up, cursing or I'll slip up with just just saying stuff that I should like even stuff that are just like emotional that's not true like oh I knew you were gonna say that or you know like just those negative sarcastic digs at yourself or at other people that really tick you off my wife a couple times like why are you saying this stuff right you know and like when I know that she starts mentioning those things and I start and I evaluate my life I go wow I'm really like losing control of something here I need to uh, kind of reel it in a little bit and how I reel it in a bit is I start doing decrees and declarations I mean my wife just started it this week off the off the, the thing from the from right. church on Sunday. The second we wake up, we say thank you God for another day. We expect great things to take place in our life, and we just make that decree together. We pray together over our marriage, over our kids, over the, our business, over the church, uh, and, and just everything moving forward. And and it's so easy to make excuses not to do it. And I think what we're going to find in James 3 as we go through it in the next couple segments is that this is not just, it is a habit, yes, but your words actually have power. Yeah, oh yeah. What God has given us is the power to be kind of like him, right? Everything he started, he started with his words. And we have creative power in our tongue. Listen, every time God said something, it came to life. And so we got to be real careful with the things we say. If everything we said came to life, what would your life look like? And so that's what we're really going to talk about in James and and, and in this book where James adjusts is writing to these people saying, hey, control your mouth. Watch your mouth, boy. Watch your mouth and and get on track with God. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, joined by my co-host, Jason Koch, D. Ambrosio. We're with you every single Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Tonight, we're diving into James 3. We're going to start that right after our quick little break. So go tell everybody. Let them know to tune in 103.9 LI News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, joined by my co-host, Jason Koch, D. Ambrosio. Uh, check out our website, SOH.Church. That's SOH.Church. We are diving deep right now, about to begin James chapter 3. So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, enjoy this time, uh, keeping us on, allow the Word of God to encourage and inspire you uh, throughout your day today um, and the rest of your night. So we're going to get into James 3, and we got a, a, a little something for you because you had to be a big shot did you you had to open up your mouth you had to be a big shot 
Oh yeah, now. he's now I like that Billy Joel stole this right from James's mouth. Yeah, he did, he did. He's, because he's talking scripture there. The original, uh, uh, the original writings of this book had those exact words, lyrics written down, and he erased them and, and then finished it. With I love words. that song. How many? How many of us have shot off our mouth? One night we shouldn't have done it. Not you me. wake up the next day. Yes, you have. Not me. Yes, you have. You wake up the next day and you feel like a momo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James 3, verse 1. Let's get into it. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Look how much power. Right. So if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. So so keep everything in check starts with your words. Yep. You cannot keep everything in check if your words are going crazy. No, absolutely. Listen, man. That's, that's what your, it's saying. Try doing it for a day. Seriously. Try make it make a commitment. Say all right, let's just say tomorrow you are gonna commit to only allowing positive words come out of your mouth. Yeah, wow. About yourself, your marriage, your family, your job, your career, your future, everything. Only positive words come out. You know, I said, it, I thought of it this way: if every word you speak is a seed that you sow, you only sow what you want to grow. Right. Let me take the Christianese out of that. Right. Let's say everything that you say was like something you planted and it appeared. Right. Like almost like if you have a genie, you got to watch your mouth around a genie, right? Because right. if you wish for the wrong thing, you're going to have it. What if everything you spoke came true? Uh, what would your yeah. life look like? Yeah, it's pretty would, scary. Would you be? Would you really focus on the words that come out of your mouth? Then I think you would, right? And it kind of happens that way. Listen, it just says it all through Scripture, all through Proverbs. You know, it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yep. And those who love it eat its fruit, right? So to, let me break that down. Basically, what you say. Is what you get. Yep, yep, no doubt, no doubt. And and here James is is reinforcing that that if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Verse three: We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Now, again. I love the analogies that are used here by James, right? Because you have the small bit in the horse's mouth. It's a little thing in the mouth. But when you pull that or steer it, the whole horse's body goes in that direction. Imagine holding that up going, I'm going to control this whole horse in the direction of every place this horse goes with this thing right here. You'd be like, yeah, okay. Now that you know how a horse rolls or rides or races, uh, you know exactly how to control the horse. Same thing with the, the rudder on a ship. If you look at a ship like the Titanic or these big cruise ships and you look at the rudder, it's a little tiny thing compared to the big part of the ship, right? And when the steering wheel turns, now notice this too. It doesn't turn right away. It's not like you take a hard right on a cruise ship and right. it's a hard 90-degree turn, right? It's a slow turn, but it is a turn indeed, and your words are just like that. Right. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts, <laughs> yeah. right? If you're saying negative things every single day, next thing you know, you know what you are saying is coming to fruition, what you are even feeling about yourself. Honestly, what you're saying about your kids, this is why, like— you got to watch what you say, even with your kids, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What what you say could shape their entire the direction of your life. And really what it's saying is that, that your tongue, your mouth, is a steering mechanism for your life. And when you have influence over other people, it's kind of for them too. Now, you may say, well, what if I really feel this way? Well, you could change the way you feel right. by the things that you say. And that's what we're talking about here. And you may say, well, this is unweird. Because think about it. If, if the atmosphere in your home is a negative one or a fearful one or a scared one where uh, loss of control or anything like that 
you know, you have the power in your mouth to shift that atmosphere, to change that. And you may go, what type of hocus pocus are you talking about over here? Uh, let's let's bring this down to like uh, to like uh, um, working out, right? How many times have you ever been to a gym? All right, not you, Jay. Any guys in the back over there? How many times have you ever been to a gym where uh, somebody's working out and they're literally screaming at the top of their lungs? They slam the weights down. They are you one of those screaming. guys? Uh, depends on what I'm. Do, what like, I'm working do you out. set off the lunk alarm if you were working out? At, no, at, no, 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 definitely not. But no. if I'm really pushing hard, I'm making noise. I'm, I'm, I'm giving everything okay. I got. So, All right. but no, I'm not sitting there, you know, doing twenty pound dumbbell curls, screaming like a lunatic. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but no, but, but what you're doing is, why are you screaming? Why are you even making the noise to begin with? And even when you're working out, as you're doing bench presses, they tell you to right to breathe in as you come down and push out, and it just whole, right. whole, whole totally, you know, changes your body and and helps you push. It gives you that extra strength uh, to use the muscles that need to be used. We used to, when we used to evangelize, we used to get into a circle and just scream at the top of our. Life. It literally sets the tone, right, for the workout. Well, you see that you see that in battle, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You, you know, right before you see that in games, a lot of times, what does everybody do? Everybody comes to the center of the locker room, puts their hands in the middle, and says, oh, "Go oh, team." Oh. I, was, I think we used to do that. Is that what you used to That's do? That's how I used to do it, right? You get around that little huddle and you go back and forth and you, and you start and you start chanting. Is that what they do in the wrestling locker room? No, 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 no. No, more like the football type of type of things. But but that type of intensity sets the tone and mindset for the game, for the thing. I mean, I, I do jujitsu. Fifty percent of that is is all mental. Right. All of it's mental. You have the skill set. And, and if you're confident in your skill set, but you could go in there and be intimidated, which is a real thing. I'm sure many of you could agree with intimidation, right? And what is intimidation? It's invisible. Somebody's making faces at you. It scares you. Somebody looks at you the wrong way. It scares right. you. Somebody talks trash at you. scares you. I mean, it's really just words. It's air. It's nothing. And if it could have a negative effect. It's funny. I always notice we always believe things towards the negative and not the positive. Right. Right. Like if, if somebody came in here struggling, I go, you don't have to struggle with panic and anxiety anymore. You can do the impossible. You can do the unimaginable, and you'll doubt that. But the second you walk out the door and, and in your head, your brain or, your, or that little voice on your shoulder saying, you ain't good enough, you can't do this, you believe that. Right, and if those thoughts, right, can become words, they really have power in your life. Th- think about this for a second. When, when God said, uh, let the, he said, let there be light. He didn't say, man, it's dark in here. I hope it's light. <laughs> right? light uh, man, it sure is dark. <laughs> so basically, God spoke what he wanted, and it came into existence. Right. We are created in his image, and that's why, listen, uh, we, I, I got tons of scripture if you want to go through it. There is power in the words that we speak. And listen, this is something that that both the faithful and the atheist can agree on, right? The power of a positive mindset and positive words. No, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian or a believer in Christ to understand the power of the spoken word. Uh, Again, there are books on this all the time about positive speaking, positive energy, you know, all these. It's everywhere. It works. That's why. It It is a biblical spiritual principle and that's why somebody said the other day well why is it that, that you know people that aren't believed sometimes have you know better better lives than than not well it's because sometimes people like like giving like speaking the right things like being motivated doing what you say you're gonna do sometimes even people in the church don't do those no, things these are right? all spiritual laws that and they're cause success blessing. principles yeah man right and, and they are it, it, it's the laws of the, the people call it, it's the laws of nature we don't believe in god but we believe in the laws of nature 
nature or mother nature and all right. that all that but um the amazing thing about the power of the tongue if you go on youtube right now and this is amazing and you do like the the, uh, the power of words ice or the power of words tree i put this up in slack the other day it's sound of heaven and they real quickly you see these people they do an experiment where they take a bucket of ice and they put it on one side of the house and another bucket of ice and put it on the other side of the house and for 30 days they spend 15 or 20 minutes talking positively to one and negatively to the other and you could go on youtube and watch it right now and over the course of 30 days dude the one that was spoken like positive to and all that stuff like that perfectly fine the ice is in the freezer all good on the other side of the house the ice is shattered like shattered glass. The wow. plants are withered like trees. I think they did one with like a sandwich and it was mold all over. It was crazy. So uh, there goes your bologna sandwich. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, so the words you speak are so powerful. It's amazing. Uh, and there's even more signs of how the vocal cords, the, the sound waves that come from your vocal cords actually change the lines in your brain, the way you think, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Over, joined by my co-host, Jason Koch, D. Ambrosio. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned for more James 3. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, He was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Joined by my co-host, Jason Koch, D. Ambrosio. We're with you every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Check out our website, soh.church. That's soh.church. We also want to invite you to one of our services every single Sunday, 1030. Services have been really powerful, pretty packed. People are getting excited about coming back to church. Yep. Uh, and uh, God's really moving and really blessing people. We've gotten, just getting so many testimonies already. Uh, and uh, we hope that you are our next testimony, that God does something amazing in your life and in your family's life uh, that would uh, turn something around, answered prayer, uh, prayer healing uh, uh, over your life if you're sick. And we know that's the God that we serve. And if you just call on his name and put your trust in him, he will answer you for show. Speaking of call... Why don't you call in? 631-451-1039. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how changing the words of your life maybe changed you or maybe some negative words, how they hurt you. And wait, I also want to mention, download the new Sound of Heaven app. Yep. Go to the App Store, Android Marketplace, uh, uh, your iOS uh, uh, app store. Just type in Sound of Heaven. Boom. 
If you need a Bible, there it is. There's Boom. a digital Bible. You've got teachings. You've got this podcast. You've got a lot of great resources. Study guides and prayer request forms. You want to reach out to our so – you could submit a form that goes right to our prayer team. It's a whole the whole thing. It's, it's, it's you got to have it. It's a really great let's, app. Let's be honest. You have some useless apps on your phone. This is going to be the app that you use all Absolutely. the time. Like the one that changes a voice to Morgan Freeman. That's an amazing app. We would <laughs> do the whole show like that. We should do that. All right, let's get back to the scripture. Let's okay, go. let's we'll go. go. Because I, I, what I'll do is I'll pop, pop that thing out and I'll just read the rest of the scriptures, like Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey. Or, oh, that, that would that would not. Or be Uncle good... Joe, or uh... <laughs> Grandpa Joe. Oh man! All right, James. You know the thing. James three, verse number five. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of it is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Wow. That's a little dramatic. Yeah, I think so, right? I think so. Verse 7. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. No one. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Wow. You see the picture that's being painted here, yeah. right? And it's all on the power of controlling your mouth, controlling the tongue, controlling the things that get out of that. I mean, like you said in the previous segment, Jay, we've all said things that we wish we'd never said, right? You can't put the, the toothpaste back in the tube. There's so many of these expressions, yep. right? Can't unring a bell. Can't, yep, can't unring a bell. Sorry doesn't fix the lamp, all those things, right? Um but uh, was, speaking of analogies, I got to I got to give props to Michael K because he came out with an analogy yesterday that what I saying? literally busted out laughing. It was hysterical. They were talking about the Knicks, of course. My oh. Oh, embarrassing Knicks. Hopefully, do not get embarrassed tonight and get and run out of the garden. But anyways, um, he, he, they were talking about the Knicks and, and he's like, the Knicks could have won uh, Game One if they just stopped Trey Young in that layup. And uh, Michael K goes off. He's like, could have, could have, could have. He goes, my aunt could have been my uncle if she had hair on her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that was I, I just busted out. He my comes aunt out. could have been my <laughs> uncle if she had hair on her back. And uh, he comes oh, out with boy. these analogies that he should win awards for. Just, just that stuff. But all right, back to the, to, back to the tongue. Uh, uh, listen, guys, we ch- this is our challenge today. We want to challenge you to start speaking good things over your life. Okay? Yeah, what if we believed this concept? We would change our life. That would change your life. Yeah, it would. It would 100% change your life. And again, if take Christianity out of it. Take the Bible out of it. Take God out of it. There's not a single person who is successful that will say, you keep pitying yourself or you keep talking negative about yourself, then good things will happen. God doesn't work through pity. He works through power, confidence, boldness. And that doesn't mean you always have to feel it. And that's good. We're going on to this next part here. And I want to, I want to, let's just go through this verse, finish out this chapter and talk about this, Jay, if, if, if you don't mind. I man. don't mind one All right, bit. Verse number 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. 
For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of, the, of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And the reason why that I wanted to finish this before we started having some more dialogue around this is because... What it's showing here is that true wisdom and the wisdom that needs to come out of our mouth comes from God and God alone and not by anything else. And I want to contrast that to our feelings and our emotions. If we were to say everything we felt, we would be in a lot of trouble. Right. If we were to act on everything we felt and thought of, we'd also be in a lot of trouble. And so that is one of the prime reasons why saying things, well, I just felt this way, or this is how I feel, or this is what I want to do, is a dangerous thing. And there has to be some type of moral guard, moral governor, that holds us down to uh, tame our feelings and emotions at times. Yeah, there's no worse standard at any given moment sometimes than how you feel. Now, it doesn't mean how you feel is always wrong. Sometimes you have to go with your gut feeling if you're being led in a certain way, but but man, you could make, and I know I've made some bad mistakes because I felt a certain way, I acted on that feeling, and then I was in that. Your feelings can lie to you. And again, not all the time, but your feel. How many of you felt in love before the one that you ended up marrying? Right? How, you know, how many of you feel like going over the speed limit on the Long Island Expressway? Yeah, how many of you have somebody cut you off and you feel like doing something that'll land right, you exactly. in uh, 25 to life? There are, <laughs> there are plenty of examples where what you feel, and if you acted on what you feel, you have to let wisdom kind of guard that and ground that. You know, verse 8 says, but no human can tame the tongue. And so you say, well, well, then well, then what what is there? So it, it, I think what that's saying to us is that it's always going to be a challenge, all right? And when there's something that's always going to be a challenge and it's always going to present itself, that's why we position that you need something bigger than yourself. Yep. And that's why God and the Holy Spirit that is inside of you is really the the thing, uh, the the being, uh, the the source that's going to help you to get through this and, and do it better more times than not, right? Yep. Nobody's going to be perfect going forward. But if from today on you decide, you know what, I'm going to change the way I speak, right? I'm going to change the way I speak. And the Bible tells us, right? In James 3, it says that it's like the rudder of a ship. So it's a steering mechanism. How many times do you feel like I need a new direction for my life? Well, Mm. your words are the steering mechanism for the direction of your life. But just think about that. It starts with a decision. It starts you making some changes on the new direction, right? Right. It starts you saying, right, enough is enough, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Right. It starts you saying that I'm going to make a change, you're thinking this, you're speaking this, and then you put action to it. That's that's how you do it. And, and you know what? You're going to make that decision, and then probably 10 minutes later, you're going to say something, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I just ruined it. No, that's actually an opportunity. Yeah. I know when I try to really control my words, which I'm not always great at, but I, I you know, work toward it like everybody else. If I say something like, oh, I can't do that, or, or this is it, I, I stop myself and I say, no, you know what? I can do this. That, mm-hmm. That's a way that you can counter that. Imagine like the next thing you say can cancel the last thing that you said. If you get into that mindset, eventually you catch yourself before you say the negative thing. Right, right. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Ambition, of God or not of God? Well... I, I I would say ambition could certainly be of God, right? It depends if 
it aligns, if your ambition aligns with what God wants for your life. I would say it that way. How would you put it? Demonic. Demonic. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you see the word demonic, right? And everybody, I think half of Christianity sees demonic and says, see, out of my control, some gargoyle-like being is making me do this thing. And that's a lot of, the devil made me do it. Okay. Um, no, all around this scripture, it's talking about things that you have control about. Yeah, things that right? you're doing that you have to be aware of. Right? So it, where it says, and because verse 17, right? Where, where is it here? Um, That's verse No, verse 16, 16, I'm sorry. For where you, you, you have envy and selfish ambitions, which you control, disorder and evil practices follow. And that's what it says before that. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it's earthly. So it's from here. Mm -hmm. It's unspiritual, not connected to anything. Look at this. Unspiritual and demonic. So how could it be some spirit being making you do something? Yeah, no, no. That's that's not it. And then wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of, of every kind. Think about that. Jealousy and selfish ambition. This is the root we talked about like the the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, the love of it right. is the root of all evil. Why? Because it's normally wrapped around jealousy and selfish ambition. And when we start leading with jealousy and selfish ambition, we start devouring other people for no good reason at all. You said it last week. You say it a lot, but you said it last week right here on the show. You said lot about lust, right? Mm-hmm. Lust always takes. Right. Love always gives. Right. Right? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Right. That's good. That's good. Jealousy, it's even one of the the Ten Commandments, right, about not wanting what everybody else has. And and we were going over this with Paul. And here's an interesting concept here, and and I want to pull this over here. You know, Paul has written some of the books in the letters of the New Testament from jail, okay? And you would think that's a terrible spot to be. Right, because he's physically locked up in this place. Uh, but the one thing that I thought Paul was was interested was that was interesting to me was that Paul struggled very much with his flesh, and with, and and it, like when we talk about controlling this, let me pull this up. Can I pull this up, Jay? Is that all right? Yeah, go right ahead. I, yeah. I, I want to be able to 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 lay this. So out. you're saying the Apostle Paul struggled? Yeah. Let me let me read you what an he, Apostle can struggle. Let me read you what he writes to the Romans. Right here's Paul. So the trouble is not with the law, for, the, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble's with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right, but I don't, I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It's the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I, inev- I inevitably do what's wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. <laughs> Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? 
thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. That's the apostle Paul who wrote three quarters of the New Testament writing his struggle in his everyday life where I think we all can relate to this. Right. We all want to do good things with our life, but sometimes we're so caught up in our sin and bondage that we can't do it. Well, he says something right at the beginning of that. There's so much in there, but he says, the trouble is me. Right. He says, the trouble is me. The trouble is me. And, and your I favorite think, verse, what a miserable person <laughs> I am. What a miserable guy I am, right? There's like that other verse in, uh, in Proverbs. There's no man stupider than that, yeah. right? No. no, but the trouble is me. Think about how many times, even ourselves, we look at this. We go from place to place, and it seems like everywhere that we go, the same things happen. Or you have somebody say to you, well, I was in this place, it didn't work. I was in this place, it didn't work. Sometimes the common denominator in the bad things that happen or us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I think this also reveals here, Jay, is that his perspective needed to change, right? Yeah. He, this is a man who does not have control over his thoughts. This is a man that does not have control over his words. He doesn't know how to juggle. He's just discovering these things right now. And I'm hoping and praying that as you're listening to the show that you're discovering these things too. Perfection is not what's required by God. Nope. Just being willing. That's it. God's not looking for perfect. He's looking for somebody who's willing to walk with him. And listen, when you start embracing that every day, right, every day is an opportunity to get better. Every day is an opportunity to grow. Life is more of a journey than it is, you know, every day it's either pass or fail, right? Even in your failures, you are growing. Right, I, listen. I, I've I've I, I've learned more from the times I messed up than from the times I did things right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's. I mean, I'm going to fast forward to Philippians four now, which is after the book of Acts when he wrote. The, I mean, the book of Romans. This is after that when he wrote this in Philippians four eleven through fourteen. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. And I find that fascinating. You can see how he matured over this time and what he learned through life. And here it is. I just, I, you know, I'm struggling. I want what I want to do. I can't do what I can't do. I do. It, it's, it's all this back and forth. There's a war going on. My flesh wants to do this one thing my spirit wants to do this i know the right thing to do but i can't do it and, and it's just torment in your mind and and in here in philippians paul writes this he goes i found the secret to be content with whatever i have so in the good and bad times so the circumstances may be different but the internal circumstances are the same right because think about it right now there's so many people walking and and we have got to master this mindset because there's so many of us right now that are walking around that uh that are free in our bodies but we're we're, we're slaves in our mind and here paul is is in jail but he's free in his mind and you could tell me what's more powerful would you rather be free in your body and and, and bound but sin oppression depression suicidal thoughts and, and and paranoia or would you rather be bound up in jail but yet free happy joyful you know it's 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 a it's a tough call but when you but when you're free in your mind is when you're truly really free well you find even people that they make really bad mistakes in life they go to prison right and maybe they're there forever but what happens is is they change their mind in that place and although they can't get out right some people really impact their fellow inmates now 
uh, sorry to cut you off there, but here's how to do. I want to just make sure we get this to the people out there. Go, all right, well, how do I do this? How, how do I do this? And this is what you have to identify. And I'll go over these seven things. You can actually listen to a whole message I taught on this two weeks ago right on our website at SOH.church. Oh, this is good. And this is removing the biases that we every single one of us has in our life. So I'm going to read these seven. I want you to, to relate to which one do you have, and then I want you to start dealing with these things, okay? Because each one of them leads us down a bad road, every single, and we all have have some of these, okay? So here's the first one. Confirmation bias. You only interact with people who support your prior conclusions. You only talk and hang out with people who believe just like you currently do. It favors your opinions and dismisses what doesn't. Uh, that's widespread. That's why it's called a confirmation bias. We see this in politics all the time, right? Number two, projection bias. What, when you overestimate how people view you and assume everyone agrees with you. Pastor Johnny said that everyone hates your beard when it's really just Jay. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right? How many of you had that? More. Hey, listen, you got to listen to this guy. Everybody says this, right? How about number three, preference bias. When you obsess about things while ignoring other critical factors. Christians do this all the time with scriptures, right? They obsess about so things. And anything critical that comes to confront that, they just ignore it and skip over it. Four, optimism bias. You overestimate what is possible and you underestimate what the consequences are. You know, what that that's, yeah, we see that too. But then on the bad side, the flip side, the negativity bias. When you obsess about things that went wrong and forget about what went right, you remember the sting of correction and forget the joy of progress and victory. I gotta admit, that's mine. If I, you, you could have five, you have a hundred people tell you how good looking you are. One person says you're fat and ugly and the only thing you're thinking about is that one person that that's says you're it. fat I need ugly. That's it. I need my wife to talk me off a ledge after this show every week. <laughs> Number six, overestimation bias. When you blame external forces for your failures or setbacks and take too much credit for when things go right so some things go wrong and it's that wasn't my fault this was like this and when it goes right i've been praying for this and focusing on this for a long time right me now. me me yep. yeah and last one seven the expert bias you overestimate the opinions of others and you discredit your own instincts and intuition these are all these are the seven biases now there's many more you could dive deeper into this but these are the seven that hang you up and so what i want to do as we close out today is i want to pray for you I want to pray for your mind and the words that come out of your mouth, and I want you to make a commitment that you're going to start changing the things that you say, and once you change the things that you say, you're going to start changing the way you think, and when you change the way you think, all of a sudden, you're going to start to see your promise and death. You're just going to start being a magnet to blessings. Does that sound good? Uh, Does that sound great? I'm down for that. If you're listening to this, don't you want to be a magnet to good things in your life, to blessings in your life, to peace in your life, to joy in your life? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Lord God, that the Spirit would lead over the flesh that every carnal desire would move, that that every struggle, that every oppression, every doubt, worry, fear would just fall to the ground in the name of Jesus, Lord God. That even when we don't feel like it, we'll speak life and life eternal, we'll speak promise, we'll speak great things over our life, Lord. And today, if we have not done so, we invite you into our life as our Lord and our Savior. We thank you for dying on the cross, for resurrecting three days later, for you are the Son of God, the Messiah, the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Was that good? It was a good show. That was great. That was awesome. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our show tonight. Sound of Heaven Radio. We'll be back Friday night as we close out the book of James. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. See you on Friday. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.